Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to our regulars and new listeners and viewers alike. This is the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And uh, I'd like to give a hearty welcome to everyone out there and uh, hope everybody is, uh, is is doing well at this current time. It's uh, we're, we're, we're actually getting to some busy stuff here, believe it or not, as uh, big Big Ben's burner jumps on. Good evening, Mr. Burner. Um, yeah, I mean, free agency starts less than a week. Got uh, pro days ramping up. We already found out a few dudes coming into Pittsburgh. Um, and uh, hello to George, who just jumped on with us. And uh, yeah, please do. But uh, I want to give a, a real quick shout out to a friend of ours on the show here named Dan. Um Dan is the owner of a uh, little place called DC4L Custom Tees, which um, very gladly and, and quite happily on our part, uh, hosts our, our, online, uh, our online store. And mm. um, just in talking to Dan this week, he is starting up his own little podcast. And um, I, I think this is a pretty cool concept. If you know anything about Dan, what he does is you just send him ideas for shirts. And if it fits all the legal parameters, he'll figure out a way to make it for you. Um, anyway, he's going to start up. He's hoping this week um, his new print the shirt podcast. And uh, it's going to be pretty much just some stories and stuff about the ideas that people have shared with him um shirts that have sold ideas that have tanked all that kind of stuff it's kind of a neat concept so we'll uh once he gets up and running ideas we have yeah right right our our ideas are usually like i I, I don't know we're we're below the mendoza line we're we're like (laughs) we're like one for ten you know one one good for every nine that are awful uh anyway so good luck to dan as he takes on that brand new venture um anyway so uh ian should be joining us relatively soon um who knows what's going on with him he's he's a busy man um but uh a lot of different things happening uh in the afc north and uh certainly with the steelers and everything else and uh gentlemen uh real quick a very important question that i know all of our viewers and listeners are dying to know what are you drinking tonight ben what are what are you uh enjoying on this thursday don julio 70 don julio 70 ben and julio down by the playground yep Mm -hmm. good stuff Mm -hmm. something like that (laughs) and uh uh scarps what do you got uh I I'm just water right now. I had a couple bourbons earlier. I'm I'm gonna I'm switching it up. Oh, so all I'm right. Trying to, so it's like a it's like a pregame, but it's like pregame until halftime, and then so this is halftime through the end of the game. <laughs> because I got I got an early morning tomorrow. Oh, so I see. To, I see. I'm trying uh-huh. to like so I'm there right now, and rather than getting from here to there, I'm just here, and then slowly probably getting down Holy to here. Shit, but we'll man. see. I, apparently, I need a degree in like 
That right? Your physics to understand all that. Yeah. Not history. Body right. chemistry, apparently. Body chemistry. There you go. There you go. Uh, and uh, welcome into uh, Joe and Jennifer as well. Um, so the, the the question I'm going to pose to you guys right off the bat here tonight is um, it, all things being equal, you it doesn't matter where a guy's rated. It doesn't matter where the team picks, which, of course, is 17 for us this year. I, I want to know the one guy in this draft that you would you, you you just want okay the 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 one guy that that you would want above all else and welcome in Ian and Ian you're you're just in time for the very first question here oh good I um anything. which is uh, just to repeat uh, all things being equal uh, it doesn't matter where you're picking you get the one guy you want in this draft and and, and who would it be. And uh, Ben dropped off a minute. I, I don't know what he's doing. He's playing with his dog or something. Um, Is that what they're calling it now? I, well, <laughs> I, 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 sorry. It, I could I have mentioned I, something about monkeys, but uh, that monkeys go over well too. I might have. I might have had technical difficulties. Apologies. Okay. Oh, there's Ben. There's Ben. Ben Stoutner. Uh, so, uh, Scarps, I'll go with you first, since since you've uh, been the steady here. Who who who's a guy that you just absolutely feel like? could would be your guy right now and i know i know he's he's i know he's had had run into some legal issues but it's hard to hard to Mm -hmm. not really carter um yeah that's that's mine too and i've seen you know i've seen some scenarios where you know perhaps he falls to 17 and you know let's just let's just be real there's not a lot going on right now so there's that means there's extra time for yeah for a lack of a better term, uh, I'll call it uh, uh, fuckery. Um, so there's just a lot, a lot, a lot of you know, a lot of conversations out there. But um, yeah, if I if I had the number one overall pick, uh, I would take Jalen Carter. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I know, I know, there's a lot pending legally, but sure. I mean, to me, that's just the type of talent, and I generational talent. I, I don't like you overusing that. I think that is very overused, and mm-hmm. you know, but that that guy just seems like he's really good. And the Steelers uh, absolutely need help on the defensive line. Cam Hayward's not going to be around forever. No, Tyson Alualu, bless him, but hopefully he's looking for. Uh, I, I think he's done. Another job. I, I- next week or and so yeah um and who knows how free agency is going to shape out with larry Ogunjobi and others so yeah jalen carter is my carter guy. carter would be an upgrade over over larry i mean larry's a good player but uh yeah jalen carter and, and cam hayward together would be an absolute nightmare for offenses yeah it, it, but, but you were you alluded you said that would be your guy too that would be my guy too for the yeah. for all the reasons that scarps has already gone with but if i had to go with a 1a mm-hmm it would probably be Christian Gonzalez because he, uh, the guy just has the niftiest footwork. I, I yeah. seen corner prospect in a long, long time. And I, I'm enamored greatly. Yeah. Um, if he's there at 17 and they don't take him, I will be apoplectic, but he's not going to be at 17. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Probably uh, go top five, top ten. I, if he's not, if he's still there after ten, I'd be stunned. I, yeah, I, 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 I he, he's, he's just yeah. that good. Uh, I it's agree. Like, whoa. Yeah. Ian, who who would be your guy? Uh, you know, it's I've been watching some of the tackles in this draft, and I feel like there's three tackles that are pretty 
good first round tackles, but I have no idea how to order them. Um, mm-hmm. Between uh, you know Jones from Georgia, the kid from Ohio State, and the kid from Northwestern, uh, Johnson from Ohio State, and Skoronsky from Northwestern. Mm-hmm. If you made me pick Skorpinoski. one, I- yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say who my one guy would be out of that group. A, 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 a true left tackle to protect Pickett's blind side, though, yeah. would be really, really hard to pass up if I could have one wish from this draft. Um, so, you, you know, but I don't know which one I would take because they all have they all have really good things that they do. Mm-hmm. And, and really good upside to them. So I feel like any of the three I'd be pretty darn happy with. Um, I do like Gonzalez. I feel like the the sneaky pick that we talked about a little bit last week is Branch, the safety from uh, Alabama, that he'd be he'd be pretty damn good next to Minka. Yeah. I'd be pretty happy with him. If- I, I was going to bring him up in a minute. Um, yeah. You know, the fascinating thing to me about those tackles is if you look at Skronsky, there there's talk because he doesn't really have the length that's desired by NFL teams these days. There's talk that he could kick down the guard, and I, I know one or two teams even or asked him center. about center. Yeah. yeah. Because he is pretty athletic um, and, mm-hmm. and very, very fundamentally sound, um, which would be pretty incredible uh, in my book to to go you know that long in your, your football career and then all of a sudden, hey, we want you to play center. Um, so he fascinates me. Uh, you know, Johnson, Ohio State, and, and Jones, and, and, of course, Dewan Jones, the – large mountain of a human being on the other side for Ohio state. Um, my, my goodness, a human being that weighs 360 pounds should not be able to move that way. Uh, but, but he does. Right. And, and it's he reminds truly... me like of a, a more athletic, who is that guy from Minnesota Philele last year? Yes. That I think he went in like the third or fourth round, but he was just gigantic. Yeah. I mean, the mitts on, on Dewan Jones, I mean, when you see him like in his 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 two point stance, getting ready to go into pass pro. I mean, he's got his hands on his knees; they're just massive hands. Um, and, and of course, he's a big dude. But I, I, I was, I was Gonzalez. I, I'm just really fascinated yeah. by him. I, I think he's just wicked good on the corner. I think he brings in a little bit of everything that you want. Even though I have tremendous trepidation about taking a corner in the first round. Uh, because as most of us know, the Steelers have not been great at that, but, um, but, but that would be my guy. Um, you know, so, uh, the, the, the Brian branch thing is interesting because he did not have a real good combine. Um, no, but he's got great tape. It, it, his tape is amazing. And where Dewan Jones, who you mentioned before, yep. his tape is good because he's so massive and he's difficult to get around, right. but his lateral quickness is not great. Mm-hmm. It's okay his straight line speed's good you know for, well for a man that big it's it's very yeah. good uh but his lateral quickness i don't know no i i i don't either and you know even even paris campbell if you go back and watch you know he got run over by a freshman pass rusher uh in the georgia game you know and yeah. I, i'm not saying that's a bad thing per se uh because it's georgia uh, and they got it's a athletes, technique thing you know yeah 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 i mean that's basically he made a technical mistake and boom your balance is gone you're mm-hmm. done uh, ian would you view brian branch as a a luxury pick if they took him at 17 well 
it depends on what happens in free agency because two of our top right. three safeties are free agents right now. Right. If you're not able to bring back Terrell Edmonds or DeMonte KZ, then your two safeties right now would be Minka Fitzpatrick and Trey Norwood. Yep. And, you know, so no, then it becomes a necessity, necessity. that you need a starter there. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of assuming that, uh, you know, we're going to be able to bring one of those two guys back, but that's not a guarantee as we mm-hmm. head into free mm-hmm. agency here. So, um, no, it's it's not a, a luxury pick, but someone of that talent would absolutely be a luxury to have on the team. Um, and to Ben's point about uh, not great combine, but really damn good tape, you know who else had a not great combine, but really damn good tape was Kyle Hamilton, who fell all the way to the middle of the first round last year yeah, before the, the stupid-ass Ravens. Ravens took him. Um, and, it, you know, he started – slowly but i think they were very pleased with his improvement throughout the season so, oh yeah yeah i mean he, and, he started safety, a typical rookie season i mean yeah troy palomalo had a bad rookie season oh yeah. that's for sure and, and yeah. safeties aren't a like top commodity that people go after in the draft like usually the top three tackles are all gone in the top 10 top three edge rushers are gone in the mm-hmm. top 12 mm-hmm. you know top two or three quarterbacks in a year that isn't 2021 or sorry 2022 is is usually uh you know gone in the top five um so you know those are the things that people target early cornerbacks usually go early um but safeties guards you know those other positions usually fall a little bit and sitting there at 17 might might have an opportunity you know yeah we've talked about this before like right like if you're looking at are we going to pick the fourth best offensive tackle, the fourth best cornerback, or the best safety in the draft? Like, you might want to take the best safety in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's I well mean, said. Okay. But I mean, you make that argument and you say, take the best center in the draft. And the best center in the draft really is a second round pick by grade. Do you take him because he's the best at his position? No. But Brian Branch is deserving of a first round grade. So I, I'm not just going to throw that out there as a principle to take the best player at their position if that best player is not necessarily a guy you should be taking in the first round that's all i'm saying yeah and and a lot of that obviously will will be factored in by where they have these guys rated um yeah you know how how uh andy weidel who allegedly is doing most of the board how he has it set up but um scarps is there one particular guy that you absolutely positively do not want drafted in the first round? Oh, here we go. Well, you know, a friend of mine, Casey Kasem, is going to actually touch on this later. Because <laughs> about 15 minutes ago, I, I'm, I'm starting. That's the other thing. I'm doing Casey like on the fly because I feel a little bit better. Um, Last week's was very good on the yeah, fly. Yeah, I, uh, damn good. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I, uh, Please, God, do not let them draft Joey Porter Jr. at 17. Um, I just, I, I, I'm, it, it is, you know, I, I know the joke is it like, is nepotism in the, in the buddy system or whatever, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, but that, that is just, that is just a very, would be a very strange pick to me. Um, I'm not saying the kid doesn't have talent. I think he does. I do have my doubts about him. I think he is right now. He's a walking pass interference penalty. Um, he's very grabby. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's a freak athlete. Um, doesn't mean he can't be uh, coached and taught. Okay. 
but they just they don't have a good they don't have a good record of of drafting and developing corners in the first round. Agreed. Um, and you know, I, I mean, I mean, it, it, it what I mean, I, I hate to say this. I know Joey Porter. Joey Porter's a good dude, very good to me. I'm grateful for obviously working with him, but obviously grateful for you know him getting shot in Denver and surviving that. But, <laughs> I was waiting for that line to come but, out at some point. But but that relationship did not end well. Mm-hmm. Um, as you remember, he was arrested right after the Miami Dolphins playoff win at home in, 20, right. in the 2060 postseason. And, yep. and and then he, he wasn't retained. Was it two or three? Whatever. Like, at what point are you kind of like, eh, I, I, I kind of want to avoid this. Like, because... I mean, are we going to act like so? If Joey Porter Jr. gets right, we got to act like Joey Porter Sr. is not going to be hanging out. Even right, right. Like, it's I a mean, package deal. I mean, like what? Like what are we doing here? So, like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, at some point, you know, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, I feel, I feel like that's what I would want Art to be like. Ah, you know what? Let's 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 not do this. You know, okay. but I don't know. All right, uh, Ben, who's the one guy you absolutely positively would not want the Steelers to draft? Uh, of those guys that we would think they might draft, but Porter is is definitely a choice. But it has just has more to do with the fact that I I don't love the player, right? Um, but you know, since we're we're talking about the buddy system and you know nepotism and whatnot, um, you know, what if they took Banks from Maryland, who who Tomlin has some familiarity with mm-hmm. you know I, I i know this doesn't really answer the question the way that that you wanted it but right. um i i would like them to yeah not take joey porter because i don't like him as a player that much i'm sorry i know people are really enamored but, with him but you know they're seeing a name in my opinion yes you have I, to get past the name i i don't i don't get the hype i mean he's he's got some potential to be a good player, maybe in the right system mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. I see a guy who's way too grabby. Yep. I use his contact to maintain distance and to keep track of the receiver. And in the NFL, you can't get away with that shit. Um, you just can't. Yes. He's yep. got long arms. He's got the right frame. He's got nice speed. Um, but banks has got really nice footwork. I mean, really nice. Dude is an athlete. I, you know, that's the kind of guy that you want covering those good route runners. Mm-hmm. It isn't just straight line speed. It's lateral quickness. It's the fact that, you know, he can, he can change directly direction quickly and not lose speed, open his hips up and move. So are, are you saying that, that also Porter's the guy you would not want? And cause you, you sound like you like banks out of Maryland here. I like him a lot better than, than Porter. Okay. Yeah. I I'd, right. I'd put Joey Porter about, I don't know, fifth best, sixth best corner in, in this draft. Yeah, people are talking I, I, about him like he's like he's one of the top three and the top three interchangeable. No, he's not. I I agree with you. I I for all the points that you made, I I agree. I think the kid out of Illinois, Witherspoon, has some real potential. Nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, <laughs> better than our current Witherspoon. Uh yes, I would definitely swap out that one for this one. Uh, Ian, who's a guy you absolutely positively do not want the Steelers to draft? Well, since no one else did it, I will. Jordan Addison. There it is. Uh, <laughs> All right, that's no. I would. I would have said that if not. I knew what, it was. Porter Addison was going to come up. Here's just, a guy that read Casey's before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> 
here's a guy that's ruining the boners of Steelers <laughs> I mean, Twitter. Addison, you know, All right, do here's, you, here's what do I'm you want say. to take a 5'10", 173-pound slot wide receiver as your I, as your top pick well, in the draft? Here's here's what I'll say, too. It's similar to what I said for Kenny Pickett. If you we want to go back, you know, to last year's shows before mm-hmm. the draft. Right. The reason I didn't want Kenny Pickett is not because I hated the player, but because I never thought he was going to get a fair shot in Pittsburgh of being people being able to objectively analyze his game. And we saw that play out because there's a large contingent of people that are Steelers fans that also think that anything that comes out of the University of Pittsburgh shits gold. And we saw those people come out, you know, this mm-hmm. year when mm-hmm. Pickett struggled and, you know, it was, no, Kenny's great. It's everybody else's fault. And that, that was, you know, and what's going to happen if we draft Jordan Addison is it's going to be like, oh, we got Pickett's college receiver. Now it's, it's going to be Joe Burrow and Jamar yeah. Chase all over but again. It's not. It no. is not. Jordan it's Addison not is not nearly that. as talented no. as Jamar Chase. It's not exactly. even close. Exactly, but that's going to be everybody's expectation. <laughs> magical. I know. Yeah. I know. I've, I've heard all these arguments. Yeah. It'd be magical, blah blah. Hall right. of Fame. So, so yeah, it's, it's bullshit. More, I honestly, if we picked Jordan Addison at thirty-two, I wouldn't hate it. If we picked him at seventeen, I would. Um, I'd fucking so, hate it at thirty-two, to be honest with you, because we just need more help in other places. Th- that's I mean, right. If, if you want a guy that can operate out of the slot, even though he probably won't make it to seventeen. Uh, the kid from Ohio State, Smith and Jigba, is like, did you oh, see his agility yeah. drills My at God. the combine? Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah. you want a guy who can run any route out of the slot and operate in a phone booth, that's your guy, not Jordan Addison. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm i with you. I'm with you. But he won't be there. His no. brother plays for the Pirates, though, if you want to talk about nepotism. Well, a, a little... Uh, um... Downriver nepotism, or is it upriver? Yeah, they're next door to each other. Yeah, next door. Okay, neighbors. Na- neighbors. Um, speaking of Kenny Pickett, Ian, you brought this up this week, and I, I, I thought this was really good because, you know, so many people last year were were bitching, screaming, everything else. The twenty three draft is going to be loaded with quarterbacks. We got to wait. People say that every year. Well, absolutely. It's always so, next year is going to be loaded. Right. So yeah, fine. Oh, it's pretty well loaded. So fine. Go ahead and assume Kenny Pickett was not drafted last year. He's in this year's draft. Oh. Ian, you asked the question. So where would Kenny Pickett go in comparison to these other eligible quarterbacks this year? Right after Stetson Bennett. Just kidding. Oh, no. No, I think, honestly, I think he'd go about the same place he went last year, which is like mid to late first round. Okay. It's just this year there's three or four quarterbacks that are better than him. Um, there's three in my book. I don't like Will Levis personally. Um, I don't think he Rumor shows bust. up in big games. He's got a big arm but yep. doesn't have a lot else. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. he kind of reminds me a little bit of Paxton Lynch that, like, everybody oh got – Everybody got enamored with his arm. Now, granted, Artie Burns wasn't a good pick, but or didn't pan out, I should right, say. Right. Like, I remember people like sitting there in Heinz Field, people being like, we should have taken that quarterback from Memphis with the big arm instead of this cornerback from Miami who sucks. And I was like, Paxton Lynch is horrible. Like <laughs> all he had was a big arm. We picked him up as an undrafted free. Paxton Lynch couldn't beat Duck Hodges out for a, a starting spot he couldn't even get a helmet 
right? That like, I don't know. He was. He, what was yeah, the so. What was the dubious note about Paxton Lynch? He's now he, been cut. He's from... the only quarterback yeah. who's been benched during an NFL game, an XFL game, and a USF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the only quarterback that's ever achieved that been benched mid game in all three leagues. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. So, oh. so, so, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, I, I think he probably wind up going around 20 where we took him last year. Mm-hmm. Just there's three. I Arch think Manning. three. <laughs> I think three quarterbacks better than him in this draft. Um, so some, you're looking at Stroud, Young, Stroud, Young, and probably Richardson. Just Richardson has got great. Uh, the ceiling is amazing. Yeah, the ceiling yeah. is incredible. Yeah. yeah, but it's a lot like Malik Willis last year, where you know you're looking at this guy. Okay, he's better than Willis. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. But you're looking at this guy who's got all this raw ability, but not a lot of polish yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you strictly looking at that guy based upon potential, which is what was he? He's only played like 14, 15 games. I yeah. think in college. Um, you know, but great yeah. athlete. So, you know, worst case, I, what do you do? You move into wide receiver. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked to see Seattle take a flyer on him at five. Really? I mean, they just took Geno Smith, or they just signed Geno right, Smith to what's right. functionally a two year deal. I mean, they can basically get rid of him after two. Yeah. Right. If they um, need to. And you know, right, like we said, Richardson is raw, but talent and upside like that doesn't come around super often. And for a Seattle team that hasn't picked in the top 10, um, I, I think someone it might have been Pete Carroll or John Schneider. One of those guys said like, oh, yeah, we're and it could have been a smokescreen, too. And, you know, all that. But they were like, oh, yeah, we're, we're very much paying attention to how this quarterback class plays out. Yeah, um, Gino's 31, 32. Right. Oh, and, man. And Carroll only has a couple years left anyways. I mean, he's an yeah. old guy. So yeah. you figure if they want to set things up for whoever his successor is, you take Richardson, you let him sit for a year or two behind Geno, and then you bring mm-hmm. him in and you've been able to develop him. What I about, mean, Mahomes I mean, sat for a year for crying out loud. Drew, yeah. Locke, Drew Locke's actually, I think, half a decent quarterback. He's Locke has a big arm, but it's inaccurate. I yeah, think. And, I'm not and a Drew Locke Pete, fan. Pete yeah. Carroll is a lot like Mike Tomlin in that he hates turnovers. And so I think part of the reason why Geno Smith won that job was he was like, Geno's not going to turn the ball over. Safer. Yeah. He yeah. played well. He did. It, the first half stats were great. He, he tailed off a little bit in the second half of the yeah, season. Bit, but he, he led you know. the NFC in completion percentage. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He did well. No, I, he, yeah. You know, uh, there's more to the game than just completing passes, but. The guy played pretty well. Uh, I, I I have to throw that on there. Uh, burner coming strong at Scarps. Are you uh, fucking kidding me? So, so, all right. So, so I, Drew Locke is better than Kenny Pickett right now. No, he's not. Uh, Come on. So I answered my own question too. About, where, sucks. about where where Pickett would go in this draft. Too. Does anybody else have any thoughts on this one? I, I actually I, I'm pretty much in agreement, Ian. Uh, I would have said in the 20 to 25 range, with the only exception being instead of being the first quarterback off the board at, at 20 to 25, you would have been the third or the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um we know that quarterbacks are in demand in this league and I don't have any doubt in my mind. Somebody is going to trade up 
maybe even two or three teams will trade up to get quarterbacks. It, it's just how it works. And yeah, they will for sure. Pickett's Pickett's 24 last year, right? Yeah. So his age is going to figure into that as well. 74. He definitely would have been like at least the fourth quarterback off the board yeah. in this draft class. Yeah. yeah Potentially fifth, but at least fourth. Uh, I, I, I just I think this is going to be a crazy draft up at the top. The top I really was 15. kidding though about uh, about Stetson Bennett. I, I did not time mean that. He's, he's better than that. It would be pretty darn hilarious if uh, a, Baltimore late, drafts Stetson Bennett. At, uh, oh, it'd be awesome, but they're not going to. They draft pretty early, don't they? No, 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 not in the first. Like in in like the seventh round, they take Stetson Bennett, and then Lamar's like, "Fuck you guys, I'm not coming back," and they have to wind up starting. Well, okay, so let let, <laughs> let me let me get through this first, and and then we'll talk Lamar because I I'm right. kind of fascinated I'm, by this. Um, just a reminder, guys, agenda, we are so. part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, and very very proud to be associated with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit, get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Check it out. Telling you if you got a few dollars in your pocket, spend it there. It's not a bad place to do it. Um, what What is the strategy, Ryan Scarpino, that the Ravens are using by putting the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson? What, what's going on here? Your opinion. Strategery wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Um, be prudent. My opinion, I got a variety of opinions on this, but um, <laughs> I I think that the Baltimore Ravens are very smart, and I don't want to say that, but they're very smart for what they're doing. Um, you know, we 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 talk about the we talk about these quarterback contracts on the show a lot, and um, I think the Ravens are are understanding that. Um, Lamar is an exceptional talent. Um, he was, a, he's a former MVP. Um, but at the same time, he has not been healthy the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, how he, much has that has been, you know, my contract's expiring and I'm, so I'm not going to, okay. Play. Okay. So that's, so that's fine. That's fine. So as much as I pr- support the Ravens with their decision, cause they're doing the right thing. I also support Lamar. I think Lamar is doing the right thing. You see all these contracts, of course, of course you want to get the most money possible. However, I do want to say one thing is that he fucked up because he did, does not have an agent. And I understand. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I understand that, you know, we've all been, we were all young once and we all thought we knew everything. And, and, and obviously we weren't, we weren't top tier NFL quarterback talent, but we all thought we knew everything and we didn't want to listen to anybody else. So we were going to make it on our own, but uh-uh. there are times in life when you need to talk to a professional and have, and seek consultation. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. And this is one of them. So for the Ravens, um, they just got rid of, they just got rid of uh, Greg Roman. They got yep. Todd Monken. Um, who's who's obviously a different a different type of coordinator but i'll tell you this you have to build an offense around lamar jackson that's how you have to do it and he yeah he can he is a good he is a good passer i'm not taking anything away from of course he has his flaws but you know what the ravens are looking at this like you know what either let somebody else overpay for this guy and we'll take two first round picks and I have no problem with that. I think it's yeah, smart. Maybe. I, I, I think they're looking at it from the standpoint that um, worst case, they get 
they get two first round picks, but it's more along the lines of this. Lamar thinks that if he hits the open market, he can get that 250, 260, mm-hmm. 275 mm-hmm. fully guaranteed for five years. And they're basically calling his bluff. They're going, okay, tell you what. We've got right of first refusal. We're fine with that. If somebody comes along and they offer you more than we want to pay, we're going to be pretty well compensated. We know Mm -hmm. we're taking a risk, but it's okay. But why don't you go out and see what you're really worth? Why don't you go out and see what somebody's really willing to pay? And if they negotiate a deal that you're happy with and we feel comfortable matching it, we'll match it. Mm-hmm. And if we don't feel comfortable doing so, we'll take the first, we'll take the two first round picks. And, you know, we've been doing this dance with you now for two years and it's not going anyplace, obviously. So at this point, why don't we just give you the opportunity to go out there and see what's really there, see what you can really get. And, you know, it, hopefully you'll be happy with that offer and, and you'll sign an offer letter with somebody and we'll, you know, best case, we'll thank them for negotiating a deal for us, and, and we'll match it term for term. That's a good point about let them do the negotiations, yeah. and we can just walk in and match it and be done with it. Yeah, you, you know, uh, maybe you go out in the market and you find out this is the best you can do. This is the best you're going to get. And that being the case, you go ahead and you sign an offer letter, and we go, okay, yeah, we think that's a fair deal. We want to sign it too. Ian, do you think – there was something to the fact that those five teams or so so quickly came out and said, yeah, we're not interested literally within the hour after the Ravens announced they were going to tag him. I mean, I guess what I'm getting at here is there is talk of collusion because the owners are so pissed off uh, at, at Haslam for the, the guaranteed deal he gave to Watson um, that they're trying very, very hard to not not go down that road again. I, I, so where, where are you on that? Well, part of it is Baltimore getting a taste of their own medicine because they fucked things up with the Joe Flacco contract. So they fucked the whole league. Earth. Yep. Yep. Uh, that being said, you know, if – I mean, everyone pretty much unanimously across the board realized that – the Watson deal was a terrible contract. And, and and even before that, I mean, Kirk Cousins got a shitload of guaranteed money, and everyone's like, this is going to fuck some things up. And yeah. then Watson got even more, and it's like, what the fuck? Um, so I, I think that, you know, I don't know if it's collusion for everyone to be like, this is a stupid-ass contract that this one team, and mm-hmm. all it takes is one, right? All it takes yeah. is one oh, to screw things up. Forever, so, yeah. You know, yeah, Jimmy Haslam's a fucking asshole. You're right, right. but on a, on a number of levels, I don't know if I would say that they're colluding with each other just because they all agree it was a stupid contract for mm-hmm. the Browns to give out. Um, that being said, you know, for some of those teams to close the door on it that quickly surprised me a little bit. It was, um, but the I other side of asked. it is. they were asked. I yeah, think the, they were asked. I don't think they volunteered the information. I think they were asked. Yeah. Uh, by by local media uh, coverage to yeah. to comment on the fact that Lamar had been tagged and that it was a non-exclusive tag and were they going to look at him? Yeah, n- and none they said, of no. Yeah, none of the statements that were issued were like from the team uh, uh, right. handles. They, they they usually came through some media. 
So, right. yeah. But people it's, are yeah. making it sound as though all of these teams volunteered this information to make sure that it was clear that they were not going to be involved in it. That was not the case. Mm-hmm. They were asked the question, and they answered it. Right, and, right. And before that tag was ever laid out, they already knew what they were going to do. They were already thinking about it. Sure, you, honestly, yeah, you have to anticipate that. Yeah, if they didn't have an answer when that started, they wouldn't be doing their fucking jobs. If they didn't know two weeks before it happened what they were going to do. Right, because it was one of the options on the table. And, I think and, the whole thing's overblown. And the I other really thing do. is, too, for some of those teams, like let's take Oakland, for example, or Vegas, or wherever the hell they are now. The Raiders, West. right? They have they have the number seven pick in the draft, eight pick, whatever it is, yeah. top ten pick, right? Yeah. Right now, if they go out and negotiate with Lamar and sign him to an offer sheet, they have to give up a top ten pick. Mm-hmm. If they wait till after the draft and negotiate with him, and all of a sudden now it's still two first round picks, but it's your twenty four and twenty five pick, right? Those picks could wind up anywhere. Those right. could be, you know, if the Raiders have a good year. They could be much later in the draft. So right now, the the teams, I think, are a little hesitant to kind of give up a known commodity of we know what pick we have in this draft. We don't know what we're going to have in next year's draft. So there's some of that, too. That's a good point. Yeah, one thing that's that there's a variety of narratives that have been floating around social this week that sure. people Tons. people make up whatever narrative they 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 want to no yeah, really that's that's convenient for them. Um, Get out! But I, you know, if you ask thirty, if you asked every team would they want Lamar Jackson a quarterback, every one of them would say yes. Uh, like, let's be real, every mm-hmm. one of them would mm-hmm. say yes. I, I, even Andy Reid, like if you at like so let's let's be real. Now, ask the same ask the same thirty two teams. Would you pay him that amount of money? And they're probably going to say no. So it's not Lamar's fault. It's not the Ravens' fault. Yeah, blame the fucking Browns because they suck. Like, like I blame the Ravens. They started this shit. Right. But it's more. But but look at that's the other thing too. Look at what Daniel Jones just got. Look what Derek Carr just got. Exactly. And I think. And I think so. And I think Derek Carr ain't even that bad. But I'm sitting here thinking, like, God damn, this guy made that. Like, this is what this guy's making. Yeah, right. Derek Carr's not like, worth thirty-seven and a half million dollars. So three years from now, I'm sorry, three or four years from now, Kenny Pickett realistically is probably going to make a decent amount of money, and he's not any good. So, like, I mean, that's just, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like that. That's just the way it is. That's right the now. rate. No, and basically, what you're talking about is the market. Yes, and this is the rate for a starting quarterback. Now, you're not so, going to get a guy for less than forty million dollars. Now, it is what it is. So do, do the Ravens are, are the Ravens looking at this from they don't want to pay the huge money, especially the guaranteed, or is there some element of we're concerned about his health and we're concerned about his ability to win playoff games? I think it's a little of both. I think some of it's the I, I think a lot of it's the guaranteed money. Um, I think the, I think it's all the guaranteed money. Yeah, because they offered him north of 50 million a year in the offer they gave him last year with 130 million guaranteed. Right. And he said, no, he balked and just said, no, I want a fully guaranteed deal. He didn't even counter. Right. He just said, no, I want the whole thing fully guaranteed. Here's five a, years, $130 million guaranteed. What the fuck are we talking about? I right know. Now? Right. How much right. fucking money do you actually fucking need? Right. Yeah. Like right. I, I'm t- I mean, but, not, not 
I'm, I'm serious. $130 million to fucking throw a football and run around and avoid getting tackled. But, but what the you, fuck are we talking about? You guys about? know this, though. The, the, the agents are a big part of this, too, because now that, that Watson's got this deal, the agents are not going to want their guy, who is way more deserving when you look at Jackson ben versus Watson. Watson. Yeah. He paid all he, that guaranteed money for a predator, too. Like, what, well, like, like, it, what are we right. doing? I, I agree with you, Ryan, but it's it's water under the bridge. They paid. I, I, I know, and the know? cat is out of the bag. We're yeah. we're along. Yeah, I'm just and, saying, and, like, and like, so granted, Lamar doesn't have an agent, but if if I was his agent, I'd be like, no way, man, you are not taking less than fair. than him. Mark, I'm you know? saying, Ben had at the end of the day. At the end of the day, yeah, Lamar Jackson has has advisors. He has lawyers. He has a team of other people, right. that are telling him what to do. He just doesn't have an NFLPA approved agent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree with Ryan. You should go to a professional. You should go to somebody who will take the 3% and do a good job for you and get you the maximum amount of money you possibly can earn and be talking to all 32 teams, burning the phone lines and making something happen. Because if he had that, it could be very well a deal on draft day where somebody looks at the draft and says, we're not going to be able to trade in one of these spots to get one of the guys we want. And I wonder, too. And let's get this guy instead. He's young. Let's pay him. I, I am reminded the great uh, attorney, F. Lee Bailey, uh, once said, even he's I back. need a lawyer. Oh, yeah. He was the worst. But but he was he was brought up on charges of contempt and everything else, and he showed up and, and he had a lawyer. And the, the judge was basically like, F. Lee Bailey, you have a lawyer. He said, hey. Even I need representation, you know, because I might miss things too. And that's, I think, the point that we're making with Lamar is, dude, get yourself an agent, and, you and know. I, and I, I do. I mean, I, I'll ask this: I do wonder if teams are hesitant. Maybe let's let's just say let's just say what those teams yeah. said was real. They're they're not interested. I I wonder if these teams are like, I mean, I'm happy to talk with Lamar, but like, does he literally have a realistic number? Like 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 like, I mean. I mean, Does I he have a range. So, so yeah. I want to, I want to sell my house and I don't have a real estate agent. It's a, it's a private, private sale. And yeah. I say, here's what I want for my house. And not one person, not one professional tells me that I'm way out of line or I'm low balling or, or I'm coming at whatever. And it's just like, nobody's gonna fucking talk to me, you know, like, right. like whatever. And I mean, I'm not even saying that he's in the wrong because I do think he, he I, like I, I joked about the 103 earlier, but he do like the guy definitely deserves, a, a, you know, to be paid. But but what does he actually think is his number versus what is a professional telling him what his number probably That's is? Excellent. Yeah, I agree. I think there's probably two very, very different things yeah. right there. I mean, is that agent going to get him more than three percent make up more than that three percent that I, I think he probably is going to do that? Yeah, That's me. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, unfortunately, the standard has been set and the Browns did the fucking stupid contract. There is a standard now. Lamar is a far superior player, more accomplished Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than Deshaun Watson. Um, doesn't have all that fucking PR baggage baggage hanging over his head either. He deserves that contract now. Will he get it? I don't know. But he deserves it. There's no question in my mind. He absolutely does. And I agree with what Ian said before, and he and I have been talking about this for years. The the Ravens fucked the rest of the league 
2013, mm-hmm. 2012, actually, mm-hmm. by not signing Joe Flacco to a deal, not paying him what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And so after they won the Super Bowl that year, he held their feet to the fire. And they've been paying outrageous contracts to quarterbacks ever since because Joe Flacco was never good, much less elite. People saying that he was elite after he got that contract, I still laugh about that shit. People are fucking stupid. Recency bias over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, this guy's the greatest thing. No, he's not. He fucking sucks. He played four good games in the end of the season. He played four games in the playoffs. Big fucking deal. Looking, Looking back. Though looking back, the end of that 2012 season is what it is what it did. Like yeah. that was it. Like they, like he did, literally. Like it, it's sort of like now, sort not their worst nightmare, but like he literally, he was unbelievable in the playoffs. They won a Super Bowl. They well, why was he unbelievable in the playoffs? Let's look. Well, at remember they got lucky against Denver. No, it wasn't. Okay, just they got lucky. Yeah. Why was he? Un- why was he unbelievable? They changed their offensive coordinator. So they Cam- changed Cameron their got offense. Fired. He right. got fired. And they changed their offense at the end of the season. So people didn't have tape to be able to predict what they were going to do. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what, let's get Flacco that. on the show. I'm just telling you, that uh, is exactly what the fuck happened. Defenses could not predict what they were going to do. They didn't have their tendencies down. They had no idea what to, what to defend. And Flacco, he's an NFL quarterback. You give yeah. him an open receiver, he, guess he what? Had, He's going to he hit him. 11 touchdowns and no picks in that 2012 postseason. I mean, yeah. like, it was yeah. – The dude was playing for a payday, man. Yeah. It wasn't uh, just that. It wasn't just that. Again, he had the advantage of playing in that offense. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's what I hoped was going to happen when Matt Canada was a first-year coordinator in Pittsburgh, and he was fucking terrible. Yes, I still fucking hate him. Yeah, there's plenty of time to get to that. Uh, So, Ian. (laughs) Yes. What is the, well, I don't want to say best. What's the most hilarious way this thing ends up? Oh. What thing? Oh, the The Lamar Jackson thing. thing. How how, how does this go truly into Schittsville? New England offers him a (laughs) massive contract. Because they pulled that shit with us and Emmanuel Sanders, right? We had Sanders on a, a, a restricted free agent, restricted deal. free agent yeah, deal. That's right, they did. And they offered him like one year, four million dollars, and we wound up having to pay him basically double what his his Worth. you know restricted tender would have been. Um, which I still don't know if we should have like taken the draft pick for that or whatever. It's, it's over and done with. But yeah. at any rate, we should have um, taken the draft pick. Yeah, but but at any rate, like <laughs> New England's got a ton of cap space and a quarterback situation that's iffy at best. And you know, if you want to compete with Josh Allen in that division, you need someone who can play better than Mac Jones. And I, to me, that's the most hilarious possible result that New England offers him like two hundred million guaranteed, something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and then. You know, Baltimore either has to match it and hamstring themselves for five years, or he goes to New England. And I, yeah, I'll give you a better scenario than that. No one offers him a sheet that he'll sign. Okay, he has to go to the Rats. He holds out, and he pulls a fucking Le'Veon Bell. Oh, and, and just doesn't report. Just I, doesn't report. I don't think that's completely out of the. I don't realm. think it's out of the. Out of the I don't yeah. think it's out of the realm of possibility either. I I don't think that he is the same kind of person that Le'Veon was at that point. Uh, no, I would agree with that. 
but yeah. um, you know, a little more mature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'll probably keep himself in shape. For example, um, won't just expect to just show up and fucking ball out because he's right. Le'Veon Bell. Hey, a pair is a shape too, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, you know, it is. All uh, that. All right, let's uh, shift away from Ravens talk here. Free agency. I, I believe the legal tamp- tampering period starts Monday. Is that right? Yeah. And then uh, they can actually sign guys. The legal uh, tampering period is fucking bullshit. Right. It's hilarious. Starts on Wednesday. Um, I, look, you know, one, one of the things I'm very grateful for is that, you know, Ben and Ian are both really, really good at the cap. And uh it, it is it Weird is really grateful for but okay well because i'm not um but it's just funny <laughs> to me the, one of the, it's just funny to me the way people well this is who we're going to resign and this is who we're going to oh. add in free agency yeah it's like dude you just spent like 150 million dollars yeah um, well people people talk about things right in free agency strictly based upon performance rather than looking at the market. And I think that is an area where, yeah, Ian and, I, Ian and I are a little more realistic. One, we do the math. We see where they can actually spend and where they can't, where they can make room and where they can't. We understand, fuck you, Johnny. They, <laughs> they, we understand the fact that the Steelers will not um, restructure more deals than they have to. Mm-hmm which is why they're always close to the cap, but it's also why they always have some deals they can restructure and they've always got cap flexibility because they don't restructure the entire fucking team to make as much room as they possibly can. Right. Okay. Which some teams do. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they got to pay the piper. I, I, I'll tell you right now, the Browns are going to restructure Deshaun Watson's deal at least this year and maybe some other deals. Right. And next year, they are going to be an absolute fucking cap hell. And the year after that, it's going to be even worse. And Watson's contract is fully guaranteed. This team, they could go all in next year for one year Mm -hmm. and try and win a Super Bowl. And then after that, they're done. I mean, if they just want to like try and spend, they're talking, they're, they're talking about trying to to target five different. Anyway, I'm talking about the Browns now. Let's talk about the Steelers. You know, I know what you want to talk about is Cam Sutton, right? Well, we'll we'll get to to those guys. Uh, I, I'm just I was just kind of I guess opening up with the fact that I, I think fans need to understand that this is not a blank check situation. Yes, they're going to restructure a few guys. I think TJ uh, uh, Minka. I, I think you know sort of open up some cap space, but it's just not a blank check. You, you can't just go get, oh, Tremaine Edmonds, come play with your brother after we resign him too. Yeah, guys. It's not that easy. The salary cap actually does exist. I know people. some people want to say it's a myth. It's right. not. It right. does exist, okay? Right. It's, it's not impossible to get over that hurdle, but it does exist. It is real. Yeah. You have to plan to make it work. And the Steelers are not an aggressive team when it comes to maximizing the cap. They're not. They're just not. That isn't the way they operate. They never have been. And it's probably because they're not a cash-rich team either. That's also true. They operate in a small yeah. market. And it is what it is, man. You know, there are a lot of people that that, that say that they're cheap. Fine. 
You know, obviously they didn't get great marks on their facility this year. Um, <laughs> no, they they share not. that with a college team. Um, yes. There are, there were some things that were in that report card, which wasn't glowing that we all looked at and went, yeah, well, that shit's true based upon what we know. So yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. Um, their stadium is not the best stadium. I'm sorry. I know people love it and they're like, yeah, why, why would they, they don't need a new stadium. If they want to remain competitive, as far as revenues go, yes, they need a new stadium. And they need a bigger stadium that Mm -hmm. can host other events and host it year-round. And so now we're talking about like $3 billion to build a stadium. It's pretty much the going right now. With like a dome. Yep. So you can constantly have events in it. And uh, I don't know if there's room for that. No, on the north either. side, um, to George's in that parking point, lot next to the PG, he offices. said that Sutton is a must. I, I Scarps is is Sutton an absolute must? Resign in your uh, your opinion? I mean, it takes two to tango. Like oh, yeah. we talked, we talked about agents earlier. Um, if I'm Cam Sutton's agent, I'm gonna be like, dude, you've proven yourself. Like, don't just fucking resign here just to resign. Like, I, right. and I and and I'm sure there's a bunch of Steelers fans out there right now that are listening to the show, being like, no, why would you want to play for Steelers? Is all that loyalty shit's dead? Show me the money. Um, but you know, well, that's fair, Ryan, because they've got this limited window, and that's the other thing can, too, where they can make money. It's this long, and, and you can make as much money as you possibly can, and, and you no, got to do it. Yes, and nobody knows, nobody knows more than more than Cam Sutton, right? Like we don't know. Yeah. More. Like he might know something. He might know that Kenny Pickett sucks, which I don't <laughs> believe by any means. But he might know. He might know. Well, he knows Matt Canada sucks. Okay, that's why. Okay, but, but that's that's the other side of the ball. So that let's, even let's my dog about, knows that. Even, well, so 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 Terrell Ter- 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 Emmons agent goes, "Hey man, last year nobody really wanted you. Only the Steelers did. Now everybody wants you. Like th- like yeah. you know who cares? Like that's, don't that's what happens. Hey, like, you know, I, you no. know, he may be looking at it from the standpoint. And honestly, I don't think he is. But he may be looking at it from the standpoint that like Akella Witherspoon or Levi Wallace is going to overtake him. That these guys are really talented and they were just in unfortunate circumstances this year and that leaving the team would be a better circumstance for him. And you are exactly right when you say that he understands all the facets of his situation far better than we do on top of the fact that, yes, this is something he loves and it's a game, but it's also his profession and he has a limited period of time, maybe a 10 to 12 year career where he can make as much money as he possibly can. And it's got to, it's got to sustain his family for a period of time after that into the next generation. Yeah. And so, right. Yeah. It's a tough, it's not, it's not as simple as I want to play in Pittsburgh. Cause I love Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's great. Everybody then, says they love Pittsburgh and the fans are the best in Pittsburgh. And I understand that. And I will and I, agree it, with that and echo it, but it ain't that simple. And also, Ian, I talked a lot to you. Go ahead. But after this, but they fucking, they already paid TJ Watt a ton of money. They already paid Mika Fitzpatrick a ton of money. Like they don't like they can't just like that's like you said. Like there is a cap, and they have to understand that. Yeah. And uh-huh. it, and as and as much as their philosophy has always been, we want to we want to retain our own guys and then see what else. I, I don't. I mean, I think I think that that it's just natural that there there's going to come a point when they can't retain all the guys that they want because those guys have outperformed what the Steelers can actually pay them. 
Where do you, right. uh, Ian? I and I, I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, but you know, you're the other guy that actually understands this shit. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, yeah, no yeah we're just the dumb fucks. I mean, like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I forget. <laughs> right, well, we accepted it a long time it's, ago. We we actually look at it. Uh, yeah, where do you think he fits in in the in that hierarchy? Do you, I mean, like, where do you think he gets paid? Like top ten, top fifteen, Sutton? Yeah. Um, I mean, because I mean, is he a top fifteen corner in this league? No, I, no, uh, I don't sorry. think he is. No, I don't. No, I think no, he's a very I mean, versatile player. I think he's a smart guy, but I don't think he's a top 15 cornerback. Okay, so the 14th highest paid corner in the league is Yeah, I mean, I I would say Marius Ward at 13.5. Yeah, I mean, Corey Jackson's was, at 13. I was I was going to say around the like 7ish million a year range. Um I think that would be a hell of a bargain if he wanted to sign for 7 million. Bargain. I'd be like Fucking sign him for five years tomorrow. Hurry yeah. up. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little more. Um, you know, I guess I was looking at like what Russell Douglas signed for the Packers with, right? Um, that his was his was an average of about seven a year. I'm looking um, at Dante Jackson from the Panthers. Yeah, that's a twelve million basically. Yeah, eleven um, seven is is about where I'd stick him. I, I, and, yeah, you know, twelve million. And yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know that they can afford to do that. Right. I don't know how exactly that fits. That's up to those guys to look at and, you know, go, okay, here's where his cap would be. You know, his hit would be here, here, and here and plan that shit out. Um, obviously, his year one hit is simple. That's easy. It's always low. TJ's year one hit was low. It, mm-hmm. It's always that mm-hmm. way because they, they give him the big signing bonus and they sign him like a $1 million base. You know, so right, it's like, right. you know, you're looking at eight or nine million dollars, which so, they, they can swallow. Yeah. So Sutton, speaking of just money yeah. out the door, though, something I'm you know keeping an eye on here within the next 10 days, they have like 15 million dollars that they owe to people yeah. um, in in roster bonuses that are due within the first X number of days of the league year. Yeah. And, but one of them through William Jackson, the third. Yeah. W- William Jackson's getting cut. Um, but like <laughs> 100%. De- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Deontay Clean out Johnson, your locker, dude. <laughs> Deontay's due two and a half million. Chris Boswell's due another couple million. Chooks is due some and Mason Cole's due some. So like there's going to be either money going out the door with these, or they're going to renegotiate a couple of these contracts to, convert some of these things into signing bonuses and like i would expect within the next two weeks there's going to be i mean obviously they have to get under the cap for the start of the league year but within the next couple of weeks there's going to be quite a few of these you know renegotiated only like 50 grand yeah. over right now i mean all they've really got to do is is cut William Jackson. Yeah, all they have and, to do get under is cut Jackson for now. But, yeah, right. they, they don't pay his bonus, and they yeah. cut his, his base salary, and they're done. I mean, yeah, but they can also bring him back for, like, super cheap if they yeah, were like the, the vet minimum. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. if they wanted to do that. I don't know. It didn't seem like they were all that interested in keeping him around while he was on um, IR, though. Yeah, which, that's true. That kind of concerns me a little bit from the standpoint that they it was like they traded for the guy, and in the end they gave up nothing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But they traded for the guy. They got him in, took a look at him, and went, 
yeah, no, we don't, we don't want this guy. Well, Didn't they? It happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's basically, it's like, it's almost like this. He failed a physical when he showed up, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so they were like, "Yeah, we're not interested." But usually, that nullifies a trade. Correct. But maybe nope. it didn't here because nothing was going to be given up. Anyway. Yeah, I was say the the trade was incentive based. That he had to play so many snaps in order for anything to even go back in return. Right. So, right. Yeah, they were and, probably just like, "We'll just keep him around and see if." his body magically heals itself. But then they had to pay him. It's like, why, yeah. why pay the guy just to squat? I mean, $3.1 million. They had to pay him to hang around for that yeah. period of time. And they got nothing, nothing. And they're going to let him walk. Why would you, why wouldn't you just nullify the trade? I, I, I think those are questions that need to be asked. And I, I, don't, I I'm just, I, yeah. I don't understand it is all. It's like, right. Why would you? Why the fuck would you do that? Um, so, so what is real quick on Sutton? What is a number for each of you that would be the ex, absolute max that that you would pay him per year? Ten, uh, twelve. Ben, you'd go high as twelve. Yeah, I, I okay. I'd go twelve or thirteen, even honestly. Oh wow, okay, yeah, because Derped. yeah, the, I mean, corners now are twenty million a year. Yeah, it's getting nuts. I mean, it's not about my comfort level. It's 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 what. The right. team think you know if it's again takes two to tango. I don't give a shit what they pay the guy, but if he wants to, stay, <laughs> if he wants to, if he wants to stay, he wants to stay. I just think yeah. I just think Steelers fans need to be reasonable and understand that that you know that whole oh he'll take a hometown discount even though he's not even from here. But like <laughs> it's just like that's not how shit works anymore. So right, right. I um, mean, you know yeah. he he's been open about the fact that he wants to stay. But that doesn't necessarily. He's also a smart guy. Knows. Yeah, the... no, and and, yeah, and, and, and he's right and he's got an agent, as you pointed yep. out before. Yeah. That and also he's helped. got an agent who's going, "Hey, man, here's what the, deal. Uh, the reality uh, is this: you have yeah. this period of time to make you know this kind of money. What? How many? What? How old is is? Is he uh, also the? Is he also like the? Besides Boz, he's twenty eight. Besides Boz and Cam. He was drafted the same year as TJ. So Boz, Cam, TJ, and Cam Sutton. Those are the longest tenured Steelers. Yeah, right? those are your 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 veterans. You got Cam, big. Cam, and Cam. So so, uh, so then so there there got there there's something to be to be said with that too. Yeah, I mean he's he's a familiar face, right? Um, yeah, we'll see. Ian, who's next in line in terms of guys that you you <laughs> think have to be signed? Hmm. A good question. Well, they already just... they already resigned a long snapper, so that's well, they took, we're they good took there. Care that's of that. it, that's ladies good. and gentlemen. That's the end of the show. Yeah. Thank you so Christian much. Christian Kuntz has been resigned, and, and Anthony Miller. So the really important signings have been right. done. Yeah, and um, Jameer Jones. I'm sorry, I forgot him. Yeah, that's right. Too. Don't forget that one. Um, yeah. it, so I mean, uh, after Sutton, Edmonds. I I really think it's Edmonds. Yeah, it's okay. Edmonds. You know, for as critical as I've been of him over time on this show, I I think All he really his proved his worth last year. And yeah, he's, and proved, his, he's proved his worth over the years. And we, I would say we've been way too hard on him. Yeah, well, and and it's the thing of you know if if Edmonds had been a third round third pick, round we would pick. love him. Yes, but right. if he was a first round pick, we were 
right. extra critical just because of the weight the first round pick puts on him. Um, and because of what the Steelers said in the press conference afterwards, like, oh, well, last safety we took was Troy Polamalu. And, you know, we have similar expectations. Like, oh, why I forgot would, about that. Why the fuck would you say that? It's like when they said they have a first round grade on Mason. Like, why yeah. the fuck would you say that? Right. right. Um, at any why? rate. Why? Because he, because we knew he sucked when they drafted him <laughs> yeah. and they wanted to convince us that he didn't No, so why is because they, they no, I don't PR know people adver- advising oh, shit. Is they the... had better PR yeah, people the PR people told them to say that that's that's what happened at any rate I, I think it's no. Edmund's second were you still and... there then Ryan <laughs> no he no, was he gone was that's gone. why I said they needed better people um, uh, no it's it's Edmund's second but okay. not far behind him is probably Larry Ogunjobi okay that, that's but, where I was going with but, that question I would sign Edmonds for longer than I would sign Ogan Joby for because Ogan Joby's 29. Where do you an, put Devin Bush in the history. hierarchy of, of free agents that must be re-signed? Um, uh, so you know where my like opinion of the Cleveland Browns and then there's like how I feel about the NFL top 100 list and how I feel about a player's Madden ratings? Uh-huh. Dig down like <laughs> a thousand more feet into the Earth's crust below that, and that's about where I would put re-signing Devin Bush. Yeah, Such I, a I, fucking disappointment! Very, Four very years so. of trading way the fuck up to draft his ass. Yep. Uh, and and ladies and gentlemen, that is why Jerry O got fired. Yeah, right and, there. And it's but, also why oh, Bobby Spillane will be a free agent priority. Speaking of which, yes, they well, are gonna, just, here's the thing. Get, they're going to they're going to re-sign Spillane. Spillane's going to be like their number one priority, which is stupid, but it's it, he's no, going to get re-signed. I, I mean, I wouldn't say number one priority. It's going to be like, hey, we got this guy. He knows our system. It's going to be yeah. pretty easy to do a deal. He knows our HBAC system. I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna, one... <laughs> Bobby Spillane's yeah. not going to have a market. So it, it was, let's just <laughs> let's just go to him and go. Hey, here's the offer. He's not going to turn it down. It's, it's not going to be a negotiation. We're just going to go. Here's the market. Here's the lit. Here's the contract. And he's going to go. Okay, yeah, great. I'll sign it. And that's going to be the end of the conversation. I, when it's I, I that easy, that. you just go ahead and you do it. You, and when and, something and you can it, check off the list. And the good thing about Spillane is that during the special teams <laughs> period. The maintenance guy comes out and says, "Bobby, our water heater broke," and he fucking changes <laughs> that thing. It doesn't miss. It doesn't miss a practice rep. Doesn't like, miss like, a snap at all. But, it's, but, it's the, all good. but but only the water heaters break on the Steelers side because on the pit side they're much nicer. Than <laughs> God, what a dick! <laughs> yeah. like, about, hey, get some, get some about Chris, three and one oil. I'll take care of it. Chris Wormley, uh, guys. Yeah. I, what I, about you know, him? Is that guy coming back? Ooh. No, if nah. I had to pick a Michigan guy to bring back, I'd rather bring back Zach Gentry than Chris Warren. Oh God, yes, every day. Well, I my guess is Zach wants to come back. Um, you know, I think we've all admitted so keep that, doing videos that he's done a tremendous job to improve himself as a player. He's a much better blocker. Um, but at the same time, who who knows? All it takes is one other team to say, uh, "Hey, we're pretty interested." Detroit. And, you know, very possible. Fucking assholes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, obviously, a lot of these free agent decisions are, are going to heavily impact the Steelers' draft strategy. Yeah, um, they do every year. Yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We start well, talking We start talking about who they're going to draft every year far too early. Yep. Uh, we start doing mock drafts in February. Yep. Based upon what we know. 
Um, mock drafts are dumb, by the way. I know it's it's time for me to remind you that mock drafts are fucking. They generate stupid. clicks, man. They're a waste of goddamn time. Yeah, well. So, um, yeah, getting back to my point, uh, mock drafts were a cool thing when everybody did them like a day or two before the draft. Oh, okay. they were great. Right? They were great. That was fun. When they started doing them in January, they became fucking stupid. And now. There are mock drafts out for 2024 already. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's the draft sites awesome. have already got drafts out, mock drafts out for next year because you know they got to get ahead of the curve. You got to have enough content out there about next year and the players yeah, that are coming. We're already the, scouting yeah, them. Yeah, that's just anyway. Point being, <laughs> the draft situation and priorities will all change after free agency. We all know that. I don't yep. know why the fuck we waste time investing it in. Oh, they're going to take this guy and this guy. And they're going to do this and they're going to do this. Now, when we don't even know what the fuck their priorities and their areas of right. need are going to be yet. We have right. no idea because we haven't gone through free agency. We don't know who we've lost and who we've gained. The one thing I'll say to that is a, a slight caveat is Uh-oh. there's been years where we have signed a guy in free agency and then also drafted that position in the first round of the draft. Yes, Morgan so, Burnett. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't uh, necessarily. A number of guys. Well, it's just Morgan Burnett. Yeah. Um, the right. year we drafted Devin Bush, we signed somebody at uh, inside linebacker too. Um, so, so it doesn't necessarily preclude us from drafting that position either. Um, but yeah, I, I mostly agree with Ben. Um, I actually had one follow up question. I'm stealing the hosting responsibility. Go ahead, do it. Go right ahead. Why not? All right, so we, we talked about, you know, what's your, your level of what you would pay Cam Sutton, right? Right. Who's a, a – obviously, we need help in the secondary. Our cornerbacks were not good last year. Right, right. So, and obviously – throw outside year, versus the Steelers. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. obviously, every year there's, there's guys that get cut that are under contract. So, you can look at, oh, here's the pending free agents and all that and, and yeah. say, oh, we should sign this guy. But who's a guy that if he got cut, you would – absolutely go sign him tomorrow if you if he got cut well or or if he was if he was available let me put it that James way right bradbury yeah somebody who a lot available. of guys but, but i mean bradbury's a free agent is he yeah bradbury's a yeah that's okay though right yeah yeah, yeah. It, it is that's, that's the it question is. i'm asking right? is who potentially could be on the market that you would be willing to to go get right what cornerback would you pay money to? Because I always believe that you're better off signing corners in free agency. He's probably, probably has too. He's probably going to get too much money. But I, I he, think Ace Bradbury is a good player. I, oh I yeah, he's a good player. Um, yeah, that's Shaquille a good Griffin is a guy that I I would not mind them going after. I think that would be a fantastic choice. Um, that's about it. Like, Looking at the have, guys that actually are free agents right now. Did you have somebody in mind, Ian? No, I didn't. I was just yeah. kind of throwing it out there of like, right. you know, that, like, that was how we got Joe Hayden, right? Was the Browns yeah. cut him and no one really expected them to. Right. So I was kind of looking at the list of it, like corners still on the that, contract. And that's going to happen. I was like, which of that these guys would I actually want? Right. There's guys that are going to get cut. And there's definitely people we have no idea that it's coming are going to get cut. Yeah. Like, well, okay, and and I guess the example I would use would be like Bradley Roby from the Saints, right? That Mm -hmm. 
if if the Saints cut him, the Saints are way over the cap, and then they just yeah. signed Derek Carr, and they need to, you know, they need to shave cap dollars, and they don't mm-hmm. save a lot with Roby, but like, you know, they also have Lattimore and all that. So, but like, would you actually want Bradley Roby? I don't know. I, not for what he's no, making not right for what now, he's making but now. You yeah, know, no, that's I where I was kind of thinking was like. You know, but if a guy gets cut, is there somebody out there that you're like, if this guy, like a Joe Hayden, right? If this guy hits mm-hmm. the market, we should jump all over him. I mean, obviously, we know who the best corners in the league are, but like, yeah, that, yeah there, you know. there's not a guy right at the top of my head that I I can think of. Listen, that, that, you know, let's just, let's just let's just all let's just all after the show tweet. Let's just all after the show tweet Jalen Ramsey in a Steelers jersey. Um, let's say they're going to draft Jordan Addison at at thirty two, Joey Porter Jr. at seventeen. And let's just get all the likes. Don't worry about it. Just get all the likes. Sell your soul for likes. Who gives a shit? Oh, I no, do. I, uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty much what like I'm sorry, what Twitter brands are about. Well, yeah. Is yeah. just it's just getting as many fucking likes as you sure. possibly can. It's about it's about delusional level homerism or really horrible, awful fucking takes about how everything sucks and <laughs> the sky is falling and we should fire Tomlin and Art Rooney should sell a team because he fucking sucks too. So it's it's extremes, right? I think the, the and we're, we've 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 him. become a fuck you, Mark. God <laughs> damn! Don't put that shit out in the universe, dick. <laughs> um, I I we've we've just we've become a society of extremes. So yes. we we can't see any of the fucking gray area anymore. It's either all sunshine and rainbows and lollipops, or it's all doom and gloom and fucking storms and everything sucks and fuck this guy and fuck that. Then there's there's no, there's no fucking gray area. None. Nobody, nobody endeavors to understand anything. It's all about where my emotions are today. I, I would agree. And, I and think social media is one of the greatest things that ever happened, and one of the worst things of the that worst. ever happened to us. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like to think that's why people uh, come here because we're we're honest, but honest also means uh, in good and bad ways. You know, it, well, yeah. it's not not all sunshine and rainbows, but it's we, not all we, bad. We either, haven't so. made fun of of Steelers Facebook in a while, but no, holy no. shit! If you want to see some horrible fucking takes, right, right, check out Steelers Facebook like, on any uh, day. Like Eight year olds getting a hold of their parents' Facebook. Oh my fucking! Uh, God. Is Casey Kasem <laughs> ready to roll with tonight's he's top four? Eh, he's around. Is he's around. Really? Eight. Could could somebody please dig up Casey Casey? He's from here. His He's here. He's here. Casey's coast to coast, American top forty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was March 9th, nineteen seventy-eight. Ride for Pittsburgh, writes dear Casey. Earlier this week, we lost Leonard Skinner, guitarist and founding member Gary Washington. He was the last living member of the band that played on their debut album, pronounced uh, Leonard Skinner. If I leave here tomorrow, Casey, would you still remember me? Casey, I'm not sure you know this, but Leonard Skinner was, in fact, a real person. Leonard Skinner was a gym teacher at Robert E. Lee High School in Jacksonville, Florida, and he taught many of the band members all there is to know about physical education. That's pretty cool. 
that they named their gym teacher after. Sorry, that's pretty cool. They named their rock band after their gym teacher. For those listening, please do not, I repeat, do not name your rock band after Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada. (laughs) Could you imagine how bad that band would be? They'd have maybe 10 songs tops. They'd play the same songs over and over again. Even if they played the songs in different order, the audience would probably know what's likely to come. (laughs) And they'd all sound the same. (laughs) Predictable? Boring, never scores, and I'm not talking about my high school career. (laughs) To be fair, Matt Canada wouldn't be the worst band. After all, there's you too. Oh! Oh, Wow! Wow! Speaking of you two, while I was driving to work this morning, Desire came on the radio, and I immediately changed the channel. However... (laughs) It got me thinking, who do the Steelers desire to pick at number 17? Desire is one thing. Unwanted is another. Oh, oh. For example, I desire the likes of anyone that has no affiliation with the Steelers. If (laughs) if your dad... (laughs) Sorry. If your dad played for the Steelers, if your former college teammate is now available... If you got a scholarship because someone currently on the Steelers coaching staff was feeling generous, or if your cousin Randy from Blonox, a huge Steelers fan, I might add, told you who his favorite prospect was, I want nothing to do with you. Casey, there are so many different potential prospects, so many different faces. I have to ask, what's your name? Well, Ryan, first of all, Thanks for dressing up for the occasion. Nice sweater. If I have to see you in that blue Reebok hoodie one more time, I might puke. I see what you did there. You went full circle. In honor of the late Gary Washington, here's a Skinner tune for you. Up two spots this week off their album, Street Survivors. At number 13, here's What's Your Name. Do you remember when the Ravens threw a fit about the Steelers playing that song? What's your name? Yeah. Yes, that was hilarious. Yes, because they, they, they because, played it because they, Harbaugh, yes. John fucking Harbaugh, thought that the Steelers were making fun of Joe Flacco. Yes, he did. Because you know what like, Joe Flacco said when they girl? asked him about yes. it? He said, they played a song? <laughs> yeah, they, they played it like during a commercial break. And, and after the game, Harbaugh was like, I can't believe they dissed our quarterback by calling him little girl by playing that song. Cause it's, it's like, what's your name? Little girl right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. The Harbaugh like threw a hissy fit about that. Yeah. That was hilarious. Now here's a guy yes. that doesn't get a joke. And <laughs> Flacco didn't even notice. Yeah. Harbaugh's <laughs> have never gotten the joke. Oh, man. I, that was wonderful. Too. Right. That I, was I, really I, good. No, I gotta well get done. back to, I gotta get back to actually, Typing it up and printing it because it's harder to read on the. Is phone. it on your phone? Yeah, I. That I was pretty impressive. It, yeah. I typed it and, and emailed it to myself, but uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I actually uh, kind of like it when you've got it on a piece of paper and you wad it up and throw you. it away. All right, I got to get yeah. back to it. I didn't have a, a little, kind, kind of like it's Letterman. Kind of, it's a nice touch. Exactly, it's Letterman. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. And we are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, also, yeah, hey, we'll, let's uh, not forget that Randy from Blonox is a much better draft analyst than that homeless <laughs> guy that told Jimmy Haslam to draft Jimmy Johnny Manziel. <laughs>
Listen, I once I once responded to an ad on Craigslist for a PlayStation Three at the Banksville Eaton Park. Okay. <laughs> I've been to that Eaton Park. Here's you know. He I gotta me say, I don't understand please. why Eaton Park has the following it has in Pittsburgh. That place sucks. Don't 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 be like that. It is a no. It's icon. terrible. I am it's sorry. An iconic establishment. It is fucking terrible. It's right up there with Johnny Iris, isn't it? It? It's, it's beyond overrated. It's disgusting. It's not even. Rude. It's not even like mediocre. It's not good. I, I... sorry. Uh, you know what? Can I when come you up? Want breakfast food at three o'clock in the morning. When you're drunk, I'm sure it's delicious. Right. You know, there are places here I've been to that were fantastic that I waited in line to get. There's actually a place called the Hotcake House on Powell that I waited in line for many years over and over again to get food at like three o'clock in the morning because I was drunk. And then I ate there sober once and it ruined it for me. And I've never eaten there again since. <laughs> Big because mistake. It yep. was fucking yep. disgusting. Yep. And I was like, I waited in line for this shit. Seriously, I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Been there. Oh wow, that this yeah. is fucked up. I'm yeah. never. Mm-mm. Uh, okay, guys, check out the site stillcityblitz.com. We've got the uh, draft previews rolling off the presses, uh, amongst other things. Uh, Ian's got some NCAA hoop stuff. His bracketology going, and he'll yeah. be doing his uh, selections. Fucking uh, Selection Sunday comes up this week. They won tonight. Um, so, so check that they out. They lost but, last uh, night. Thank you to everybody. And make sure you follow Good us night, on Twitter at SCB underscore podcast. And, of course, at SC Blitz and Facebook, Instagram, all that other wonderful stuff. And we will return next week. We'll just keep on diving into the draft. And, yes, we'll have a mock draft at some point as well. So for these gents, this is Steel Dad signing off. On the SCB Steelers Podcast, presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers! Ravens suck. (laughs) Some extra.